back to Eclectic Soul Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jen, and this is... Jen! Yay! <laughs> Welcome back to our second podcast of our second season. I guess we're grateful to uh, have you all listen and, you know, support us. So if you would, please follow us on our Instagram and our Facebook page. And then we're just going to like jump into the topic <laughs> because what is the topic today the topic today is narcissism so i don't know who out there who has dealt with a narcissistic person um i had dealt with one i lived with one uh more than one actually um jen what are some of the criteria that makes somebody a narcissist? Yes. Okay, so let's start off first with t- kind of giving a definition of what narcissism is for people who might not know, because um, some people may not know. Um, True. And they might get it confused with something else. Exactly. So um, I'm going to read a definition from the Good Therapy website. Okay. Um Narcissism is excessive self-involvement that causes a person to ignore the needs of others. Almost everyone occasionally engages in narcissistic behavior. People with Narcissistic Personality Disorder, or NPD, have have personalities characterized by intense self-involvement and chronic disregard for others. So that is the definition Um, and you'll notice that in the definition it mentions personality disorders. Right. So that's something that we we should probably talk about too. Um, just because somebody has, let's say, narcissistic behaviors or tendencies, um, doesn't mean that they're all the same. Correct. Everything is on a spectrum or scale. Mm -hmm. And so it depends upon where you fall on that scale. And in that definition it says... Everybody is a narcissist in a way because yes. we all have to be self-involved. Right, you know, you have to think about yourself usually. You right? do some, sometimes, and, and some people don't. But you need to think about yourself sometimes. Right, and there are going to be times where you're going to only care about what you think and not what somebody else thinks. So it really, this is really more of like how much do you do it, um, and how you do it. Okay? Right, and so where do you fall on that scale? Um, and if you fall high on the scale, then it becomes a personality disorder. Correct. And this obviously applies to all sorts of different personality disorders. True. Um, and maybe we'll talk about some of the other ones in other future podcasts. We'll see how that goes. Um, but we're talking about, when we say somebody who's a narcissist, we're talking about somebody who is very high on that scale. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. we all have a little bit of the trait, but right. some people have a lot of different traits that create... A ripple effect within themselves to um, it, it just makes them like they don't care right. about others it's the poor pitiful me you know mm-hmm. why always me why always me type deal and that's just one aspect right um, they're like they're very fixated on their own needs correct um, and they're always trying to gain approval from other people um, 
people that are very narcissistic are very self-conscious people to an extreme, which is why they're so obsessed with themselves um, and why they're always trying to gain other people's attention all the time. So talking about signs and symptoms, Mm -hmm. in order for you to have this personality uh, disorder, you need to have significant impairments um, in sense of self and interpersonal life, a personality dominated by one or more harmful traits, impairments in personality that are stable over time, which appear across many contexts, impairments that are not better described by the person's environment, developmental stage, or substance abuse. So what these things are is any personality disorder, Mm -hmm. these are the criteria for any personality disorder. Okay. Um, NPD, which is the Narcissistic Personality Disorder. Correct. Um, So they're obsessive in the perception of others. So they heavily rely on admiration and high regard for their self-esteem. They they have a grossly inflated sense of self, so they think that they're super important. Um, And they will jump from being very high to very low self-esteem. If they don't get admiration constantly, then their self-esteem drops. Mm -hmm. Um, Excessive self-involvement that undermines the ability to empathize with the feelings of others. So they, they are not empathetic people. They are, they're so focused on themselves, they have no idea what's going on around them or what other people are feeling. Um, they don't care about the needs of others, and even when somebody states that they have needs, they just completely disregard them. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a sense of entitlement. Mm-hmm. And they're attention-seeking. So again, this goes back to gaining people's admiration, so they'll do anything to gain attention. Right. Um... They have a preoccupation with fantasies of extreme success, power, or fame. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of these we already kind of talked about. They exploit other people. They also have a very difficult time having healthy relationships. Yes, they do. Um, and they can't tolerate criticism. Exactly. <laughs> I, think I've, I think I've covered quite a bit. Um, let's talk a little bit about high functioning and what that means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Again, this can apply to all sorts of things. Oh, yes. But when we're talking about narcissistic personality disorder, um, high functioning means that you're able to deal with whatever condition that you have mm-hmm. very well mm-hmm. in your daily life. Mm-hmm. Um, I have high functioning depression. Uh, so what that means is, is that if you got to know me and you looked at my life, you would be like, there's no way I have depression. Absolutely not. I don't have any symptoms of depression. Nothing. And that's because I can live my life perfectly fine. I am a very productive person. I set goals. I seem very happy. Mm-hmm. That's high, that's what that high functioning, functioning. means. Yep. So that just means that you're just... I you're, am you're able to way. cope. You're able to cope right. with whatever your life is, is throwing at you and right. that whatever issue that you have mm-hmm. is kind of on the back burner and you don't really deal with it I guess is the the right way to say that but so you can be a high functioning narcissist yes you can which means that this would these would be people that you know all the things that we listed Mm -hmm. they're not going to show those traits 
right off the bat. You're not going to like meet that person, be able to recognize that person right away. They hide themselves. Because they are keeping themselves busy and they're functioning well in society. Right. Um, They're just more like that, like behind closed doors. Mm -hmm. And so those people are a little bit harder to... To assess. To to assess, to spot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because um, I have no problem talking about my Mm -hmm. ex-husband. When I met him, he seemed very outgoing, very understanding. But to me, when as time went by and once we got behind our own doors, you know, we started living together. And that's when I started seeing things. But I was like, I didn't want to be alone. And so I allowed this guy who had his persona on the outside of the world, you know, everybody saw him as a good guy. Everybody thought, you know, he can do anything and everything. They knew what he was talking about and blah, 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 when he really didn't. And on the inside, behind our closed doors, um, he was very abusive very ignorant, played the poor pitiful me card. Why can't anything, you know, go right for me? You know, I, I'm married to you. You're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do that. And I'm like, yeah, and I do do it. What do you do besides complain? Complain, 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 complain. You, you can't keep complaining. You, you, If you want something bad enough... You have to sit down and analyze the situation, analyze what it is that you have done, and then you have to figure out a process of what it is you need to do. They fall apart behind closed doors and they take it out on anyone that's with them. They do not own up to their own mistakes and their own faults as well. And that's also a psychopath. Yes. Yes. So, and I'm glad that you brought that up. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, actually, we talked about this the last time you came over, I think. Yes. So, people will sometimes confuse narcissists with other disorders. Correct. Um, so, I want to talk a little bit about antisocial personality disorder. mm mm-hmm. um, Because I think this is a common one that people will confuse narcissis- narcissism with. Mm-hmm. Um, antisocial mm-hmm. personality, disa- personality disorder are... Um, People who are not empathetic um, because they do, they do not have the capacity to feel. So the, anything that has anything to do with other people or emotions of any sort, mm-hmm. they are incapable of, of understanding them because they don't know what emotions are because something in the brain isn't working. Correct. And they are incapable. Like, there's nothing that you can do... Um, to have them, you can, you can try to make them understand and, and that's like the therapy for that. Right. But they will never actually feel anything. And so it's all just, um, their learned behavior. Right. Um, and people get these two personality disorders mixed up because both narcissists and, uh, antisocial personality disorder, they both are disregarding other people, their feelings, and they're not empathetic. The difference though, that you want to keep in mind is, is that Narcissists are going to be more outwardly dislikable. Okay. As you get to know them. Right, as you get to know them. Now, and, the, and we're going to talk a little bit more about this later, but um, 
because they are capable of feelings, right? They're just, they only care about their own feelings. So they are feeling people. But people with antisocial personality disorder are not going, you're not going to know that necessarily because they are usually very brilliant and good at learning um, how to fit in, in society. Right. And they they mimic what they see right. and they will pretend to care. They right. will, they will do good deeds, they will um, at, you know, they it's almost like, you know, when you when you're learning a language and you learn like the basic conversations like, "Hi, exactly. how are you?" and right. they they learn a script. Right. Um, for certain situations so that because they just they know that in order to fit in society, they have to. They have to pretend so that they don't stand out. Right. Um, and so people with anti-personality disorder... Uh, they're not bad people. They're, no, they're not bad people. It's just um, you're not necessarily going to know because they're right. really, really good at hiding that. Um, and that's where a sociopath comes in, right? right. Now, a sociopath is someone who does have um, antisocial personality disorder, but these are people who are at the extreme high level... And these are people who, when you know, in the movies and stuff that you see that are serial killers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Yes, that is a possibility. It, it can become that. They but, can. But it doesn't mean that every single person that has it exactly. is going to be like that. And, it, right. and so, but yes, a sociopath is not a narcissist. That's antisocial personality it, disorder. They're two different. Very, very different things. Yes. yes. He was just... It's like, why, you know, why are you being this way? I couldn't understand why, you know, he, you first met him, you thought he was this really nice guy, you thought he just had some bad luck, you know, and it, it made you feel sorry for him. And then he would just do things that, like, why can you do that for them? On the outside of the house, but inside, you controlled me. So it's like trying to rationalize with someone who doesn't care because it's all about him. I'm glad I'm not there anymore. So please, if you're ever in that situation and it's not healthy for you, get out. You can't save everybody. You have to save yourself and you have to think about yourself and you have to think about your children if you have children. Mm -hmm. And it makes no difference if you're a man or a woman. You cannot be in a, in an environment where it's hostile. Right. You have to get out. I'm just. Well, I'm just wondering how many cases are there. Of, um. That. Actually, they don't really know 100. percent Oh. Um. Because. Um. Very few people seek treatment. Narcissists. Um. Because they. Are, really only care about themselves, a lot of times they don't even realize that they have it, and they have no interest Mm -hmm. in other people, really. So um, they just care about themselves, so they're not necessarily going to report that they have a problem. Um, And their body language tells everything. Right. So they they really don't know. Um, the, the, The few things that they do know is that there are more men than women that have it. Um, but again, this is all based on research that was done in 2008. So that was quite a while oh, ago. Yeah. Um, they also did a study in 2015, again, which um, showed that 
women, uh, sorry, that men scored higher than women in narcissism because, and again, this could have to do with, you know, the way that women and, and men are, are, you know, boys and girls are, are raised. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, men are just raised to think that they have to always, you know, be leaders and be authoritative and aggressive right. and that, those kinds of things. And that can sometimes lead somebody to be very narcissistic and insecure. Yes. Um, so that's that could be why men are just scoring higher than women. Um, but, again, this might not even be accurate. Because right. when, when we're t- going back to what I said earlier, um, it, they don't seek help. Right. And they're not necessarily... They don't think be, they have a problem. Right, and they're not honest. Narcissists mm-hmm. are not honest no, people. No, they're not. Um, they'll do anything that they can to get uh, people to like them, mm-hmm. to seem great and amazing. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, there's there's really no way to know exactly what the numbers are. Yeah, I, I found that I was missing jewelry, and I would ask him about it. He actually took all my son's first quarters that were not even processed through the currency mint Mm -hmm. like they were they were created and then they were shipped to the house and i'm like why where did all my son's quarters go and he goes well i bought cigarettes and i'm like those weren't yours and before that i kept asking him and asking him and asking him it took me 12 times for him to get me to answer me correctly and he would he would give me this stupid look when he was giving telling me a lie mm-hmm. and he just didn't care he didn't care about my feelings and and the reason why i know he didn't care about my feelings is when my grandfather passed away he never even once told me he was sorry i'm your wife i'm sitting next to you on my bed crying and you can't even comfort me and tell me that you're so sorry that he's gone. He's ignorant. Very ignorant. But narcissism is a scale. Not, right. not everybody is completely bad. They may only be at the lower end. Mm-hmm. But he was very high and right. had right. a lot of issues and just... I'm so glad to be done with him. Because <laughs> it was drama. <laughs> I don't need that no more. We should probably talk a little bit about how to, to recognize a narcissist in everyday life. Because I know, yeah, we listed, you know, the traits and things. Right. Like, but, you know, that's kind of a broad thing. And, you know, it is. When you're seeing somebody in real life and you're dealing with and this is, you know, anybody, you're, you're a sibling, a parent, a yes. friend, uh, just somebody you meet on the road somewhere, even right. even in work, in your workplace. Right, right. Um, you know, it's it's not necessarily going to be an easy thing to recognize because a lot of the things that we talk about can cover a lot of different personalities. Exactly. Just because somebody lies, for example, doesn't mean that they're a narcissist. Right. People lie for all sorts of reasons. Right, right. Um, it's... There's even a disorder that's a compulsive liar. Right. So. But there are symptoms of lying even in other personality disorders. Right. And even things that aren't even related to personality disorders of any kind. Right. Um, so, narcissists are going to never, ever care about you. That's, that's how you can tell. Now, in the beginning, 
And this is this is the trick to it. In the beginning, they will, or at least they will pretend to. You won't know that because, you know, when you're first meeting somebody, you don't know them. Mm-hmm. And they're going to put on a show, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do this because they want admiration. They want you to like them as much as possible. And so they will do anything and everything that they can to make them seem like the best person on the planet. So the best way when you don't know somebody to, you know, to be like, whoa, something's going on, is they will seem like a dream come true. Because there's nobody in the world that is 100% perfect. And... If they're going out of their way and doing all of these spectacular things all of the time when you first meet them, that's that's weird because people don't do that. So for an example, if you're going on a date, this person will always try to make the date ridiculous. There will never be a moment where it's just, let's stay home and I'll cook or um, let's just watch Netflix or, you know what I mean? Or just mm-hmm. go to McDonald's, just something. You know, there will never be a moment where it's just this normal, average, everyday thing. Right. There's always going to be this over-the-top, amazing thing. Or there's going to be ridiculous gifts mm-hmm. all the time. Um, so it's always going to seem like a dream, right? That's not normal behavior. You always have to remember that whenever you meet anybody, even if it's not a relationship, that you have to see a realistic element to it because that's the way your life is going to be down the road with this person, right? Right. Because people are not always going to be amazing all the time. Even if right. they're ridic- ridiculously rich, they're not going to be amazing right. all the time. Because we all make mistakes. Right. Um, another thing to keep in mind is timing. Narcissists, because that's not their normal behavior, is to, to please people. Like, you know what I mean? To go out of their way to make people like them. They need that because they need the attention. Right. But that's... They can't keep that up for a long period of time. So they're going to want things to move very, very quickly. Yes. So if things are not going at a normal pace, and again, this not even just a relationship, could even be a friendship or something else, if you feel like there's this, this rushing feeling um, where things are not progressing or their emotions aren't matching the length of time that you've known this person, that's a red flag. Because this person is trying to develop a relationship with you, whatever that relationship is, and they're trying to speed up the process, trying to create a bond that doesn't exist. So that they 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 kind of like pull you, pull you in quickly right. so that they've got their claws in you, kind right. of. Um, I th- we talked about this privately, um, about friendship, and right. how, for example, um, you know, if you've only known, you know, somebody for six months, let's say... And they start acting weird because you have other friends getting extremely jealous and wanting to spend every moment with you. That doesn't make sense because you don't have a long history with this person. Six months, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's relatively a good time to to know somebody. Right. But not to the point where, you know, you need to spend every moment with this person. Exactly. Um, You know, people have lives, they're going to have other friends and things like that. So this is just showing not a relationship, like a love relationship, but another kind of relationship where it's like the emotion of the bond or or relationship that you have with this person is not matching up to what it is. And that's because they're trying to create a friendship with you, like this, this, a friendship that you would have after knowing somebody for years and years and years, but they're trying to rush that, that closeness. And they shouldn't be jealous at all. Well, no. no. No one should be jealous no. of you having this or that. No, but so. again, and, and 
I'm going to point this out too, is that there's nothing wrong with being a, being jealous because no. it's a normal characteristic. People are going to be jealous and, and, and there are good reasons sometimes for being jealous. Right. But this is, this we're talking about when it doesn't, ma- doesn't make sense. If right. you don't, when you don't know somebody well enough, there is no reason why you should feel jealous of, of that person. Exactly. Six months should be not jealousy. Six years and someone's not spending enough time or 35 years to 40 years and someone's not spending enough time. Yeah, like if you go with you because you used to spend a lot of time and then now suddenly you're not spending time and then you want to try to spend time with them again. But now that person's kind of moved on and they get jealous because, well, we used to be like best of friends and everything. And it's like, well, (laughs) you know, when you don't call someone, you don't communicate with someone, you don't reach out to someone and they're the only ones doing all the reaching out. Mm -hmm. You can't get jealous over that. I'm sorry. You just can't. You shouldn't, right. you know. I, I understand that there's jealousy there because right. you realize that you've lost a little bit of something that you had with someone and you want to reintroduce that because it's been so many years. But you really can't be jealous if you created it. Mm-hmm. So, right. and I wouldn't get jealous. Right. It with, I never get jealous with you going, I, I mean, how dumb would that... I'm sorry, but that's just my process. No. How dumb can you be if you have a friend that you have a lot in common with, but they have a life, you have a life, they have other friends, you have other friends, you have your things you do, they have their things to do. You do not need to be up each other's ass 24 <laughs> hours a day. I'm sorry. Even if I ever date another guy again, I do not want him up my ass 24 hours a day. I, you know, yes, we can hang out. Yes, we could do that. But you, you got male friends, right, honey? Go play with your friends. Well, first of all, no, you never just, want anyone up your ass 24 hours a day. Doesn't mean they're a narcissist. I'll throw right, that out there. Right. But that's that. That's not healthy behavior. Anymore. No, it's you not. Can't be it's too all the time. needy. It's, it's too needy and too clingy. Very way over needy and way over clingy. But it just, there's all these... But bringing it back to narcissism, though. Yes. The way, so even if all of the, what we just talked about did happen, it's also the way that that person is going to react and treat you. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, people are going to get jealous. People are going to get angry. People are going to be sad. They're, you know, they're not going to like what you do. Right. Whatever. It's how they react and treat you in those situations, right? You know, if you got jealous because I was, you thought I was spending time with more friends than you, for example, right? Mm-hmm. If you came to me and talked about it, it's the way I would react to that, mm-hmm. right? If I just brush it off and, you know, don't care, that is more of narcissistic behavior. Because exactly. it's like, well, I, you know, I don't, or blame you right. and say, oh, well, you know, you're just jealous and you don't understand me and blah, blah, blah. That's very narcissistic behavior. Uh-huh. Right? Oh. See, I can use, I'm sorry, everybody, I just keep interjecting here, because I can use my life as the example. So, speaking of that particular point, my husband, right after we got married, probably a month after we got married, took off and started staying down at his friend's house, because he was working in that area. But instead of coming home on the weekends, he stayed all the way until New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. And when I would call him up and ask, like, okay, when you coming home, how you're doing your laundry? And, well, I'm going to stay down here because I get to use his car and you won't let me use your car. I said, because I need to use my car. 
And he just like, well, he was just so aggravated with the fact that I was questioning him on why are you there? Your home is here. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're there just so you can use the car. Wayne already told me that you could drive the car and have it here. Mm-hmm. But you choose to be down there. Mm-hmm. But when I'm questioning you when you're coming home, and Wayne, jealous? Nah, no, I'm not jealous. I don't care what you do, but I want, I'm trying to understand what it is you're doing. He just, oh, girl, please, just, he get, he would get jealous if I went somewhere. He would get aggravated that I was hanging out with people who actually had boyfriends or husbands because he didn't want me around men. He would even get mad that I'm talking to my neighbor next door who was a man. He would be all nice outside, but he'd go in there. And I'm like, why are you jealous? Um, I'm like, right here. Don't yell at me. Talk to me. If you're going to keep yelling at me and keep blaming me and, and keep calling me horrible names, I'm not going to talk to you. If you want to talk about this, talk to me about it. What do we do right. when we're confronted with people who do have narcissistic personality disorder? Because it really, I think, depends on the relationship that you have with this person. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, this is, I think, it's, it's going to come down to this, a personal opinion, really. Yes. Um, I guess I'll share my opinion first. But, okay. Um, there's really not a lot that can be done. When someone's a narcissist because they don't want to seek help. Exactly. If you can get someone to do it, I think that's great. And you should try if you can. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, it is their decision. And you always have to think about the well-being of yourself. Mm -hmm. And these people are never going to put you first. They're not even going to put you fifth. Mm -hmm. It's it's not going to happen. And if you are in a situation where you can walk away from this person, I personally think that you should do it. Yes. There are going to be situations where that's not possible, unfortunately. Right. Uh, Your workplace is one of those. Right. Um, Yes, you can decide to leave that job if it becomes a problem, depending upon where this person falls in the chain of command or whatever that is. Right. Um, Whether you think you can deal with this person on a regular basis. Um, For example, what if it's a child? You, what if your child has narcissistic personality disorder? That's a, it's a weird situation to be in yes, because, yes. you know, you, are you going to walk away from that situation or not? Or are you just going to deal with it? So, again, I think this is a personal thing. There are just going to be certain relationships right. that you have with certain people where it's going to be very difficult for you to be like, hey, I can't deal with you. Goodbye. You know right. what I mean? So if you can't walk away from the situation, um, you always have to keep in mind that Regardless of what relationship you have with this person, whether it's a boss, a coworker, a parent, an in-law, mm-hmm. a child, these are situations that are difficult that you probably can't walk away from. Right. Um, you can't have expectations. No. And you can't engage with them. It's it's not going to work out in your favor. No. The, I think the best way to deal with them is to have as little. Deep or interaction know, with them exactly. as possible 
because it's it's never going to work out for you. They're never right. going to think about you. They're not going to care right. about you. It's always going to be about them. You need to know that going in. You need to just be like, this is the way this right. person is. Remember that they're extremely insecure and they have a lot of personal issues that they're dealing with, which is why they're the way that they are. Right. And you just do what you have to do with them and move on. If it's a boss, I recommend documenting everything that you possibly can in case you get into a sticky situation where you get in trouble because of this person. Yes. Um, have Save every email. If you can, record every conversation secretly if you have to, because if it ever becomes an issue where they, they're questioning what you said or did in a situation, you have that documentation to back it up. Right. What are your thoughts? Speaking of... They don't want to get help. Um, I was having a hard time dealing with him and struggling emotionally. So I decided to have counselor come to the house. Yeah. And I had the counselor be there at one time when I knew he was going to be home, mm-hmm. when he was coming home. And we sat on the couch across from her. I sat up in the living room where she sat in a chair across from us and we sat on the couch. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to engage with her when she was trying to engage, trying to understand what he is and um, what he was thinking, his thought process and everything. And all he could say, he goes, I don't know why you're here. It's just all in her head. As soon as he walked away and he closed the door, she looked right at me. She goes, I really feel sorry for you. And she, she goes... It seems like he has narcissism. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, great. What's that? (laughs) And then she started explaining it to me. Well, about a year and a half later, that's when I started following, um, asking him to get out and Mm -hmm. going for a divorce. It took me two years after he moved out to get my divorce, though, because he wouldn't sign the papers. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, If I had a kid... I would make sure my child got therapy. I would make sure that I understood and had knowledge of what it is my kid was going through and also learn things to take care of myself so I can handle that situation. Because, I mean, kids grow up. Right. And they can choose not to get continue the therapy when they're an adult. Exactly. And it's it's I think what's really tricky is how do you handle that relationship when they are adults? Right. Because they may not want to care. And if you get, actually get them treatment, you might actually help them when they become an adult. You may. Because if they are really willing to learn it and it becomes an on-hand and locks into the brain... It helps them. And right. then if they get in a situation and it actually triggers, oh, well, this is what I did when I was eight years old to handle this mm-hmm. type of situation, that may help them and then help your own relationship with them as an adult. So yeah. um, mothers or fathers, but you, you and I both know where we stand on those. Right. And so, in-laws. I think it's yes. the same because when yes. you get married, you know, you're – Spouse's parents are technically like your parents in a way. Right. Oh, and yeah. It's all kind of the same. And I think and I think this applies, you know, with your parents, I think 
it's a little bit easier because you can decide to break off the relationship you absolutely have to. Right. If you absolutely have to. Right. Because you always have to remember that narcissist narcissi- narcissism can be very toxic and very right. abusive. I think we've, we've talked about that enough. Right. And I do highly recommend that if it is that bad, you really, even if it is a parent, you need to break off ties with that person. Now, if it's an in-law, it's trickier because that your spouse may still want to have a relationship with them. Go right ahead. (laughs) And that's kind of, and again, you're going to have to have some difficult conversations with your spouse. And there might be situations where you may have to fake a Thanksgiving one night, one night a year, just to get through it. But again... Don't engage, you know, just, right. just be like, hey, you know what to expect. Right. Stay, you know, stay quiet, don't engage, and just get through that night. If they ask you a question, answer as short as possible, and then find something to do. So what's what's something else that, um, that could help people to deal with it? I mean, Did I you come across anything? I mean, I... I think we really talked about it. There, there really isn't anything you can do. I mean, unfortunately, right. because they don't care about the, anyone right. else. There's, I mean, the chances of them getting therapy and keeping up the therapy over their lifetime is very low. Right. Um, and because they don't care about other people, it's almost impossible for you to have a, a healthy relationship with anyone who is a narcissist. So it's best to say, bye, Felicia. Good mm-hmm. luck with your life. Right. And uh, hopefully I never see you again, right? Right. Um, I guess to close the episode okay um there is somebody that i highly recommend if you're really really interested in this topic and want to know a lot more or you are dealing with someone who has narcissistic personality disorder okay um uh, her name is dr romani dervasula Mm -hmm. um and i listen to a lot of her speeches um she has videos online um she has a lot of articles and videos on a website called med circle um, I, l- I listen to a lot of psychological videos and stuff while I'm working. Was she ever in Psychology Today? She, I'm sure she is. She's a psychologist. Yeah. But she specializes in narcissistic personality disorder. Okay. So I highly recommend looking at her articles and videos if you want to know more. Okay. Um, but she actually has videos that that actually talk about specific relationships. Uh-huh. And, like, the signs of that specific, like, you know, if you're have a parent or a sibling or something like that, how to deal with it, what to look for and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so I, I highly recommend that you check that out and it's on medcircle.com. There's a lot of stuff on there for, from that. And they even have live classes and stuff on there too. Cool. Um, but yeah. And then, um, the articles that I used, um, today in the beginning for the definition and signs and symptoms, is from goodtherapy.com. And I and I was looking at the articles on narcissism and also on antisocial personality disorder. Okay. Um, but I think that's... I think we've summed it up. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a good discussion. I think so, too. Sorry for my tangent. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, again, you know, from my perspective... For what I've been through, being married to someone, please, if it's that bad of a situation, whether how much you love them or not, your life, your children's lives, if you have them, are the most important value that you have to protect. Mm -hmm. So get out. You can't change them. That's what I thought I could change him, and I couldn't change him, and that's when I realized I had to give up. 
And it's not easy to want to give up because then you feel like you failed. It's another failed relationship. I get that. I understand that. But what's more important? A failed relationship where you can grow from, protect yourself and protect your kids, Mm -hmm. or you get hurt and your children be without a mother, Mm -hmm. or one of your kids get hurt and you be out with one of your children. So. And you don't, and you don't want your children to be around. That no, kind of you don't. So even if it's not physical, you even, know, just mentally abuse and emotional is just abuse is just as bad. Yes, right. because it, you're not just leaving scars on the body; you're leaving scars in the mind, and that's even the hardest thing. Because the scars on your body, the bruises on your body fade with time, and they heal. The mind sometimes does not always heal. It takes a lot longer because. There's just so much going on there. Right. So And you don't want, you know, your kids are gonna learn what kind of relationships to be in when they watch you. Right. And you don't want to basically say that this kind of relationship is good and it's okay to stay. Because they will end up getting into a relationship later on in life and just stick it out because that's what they are familiar with. And I can also add testimony to that. Um my son did see what I go- went through. Did not like it. My son did try to protect me one night. He did not get hurt. When he got married and he only was married one time, he wasn't married for too long. But she had issues. And it became quite difficult for him. And he wanted to get out because she was being abusive. And I'm glad he chose to get out because I would rather have my son be married to someone that's going to love him and support him and care for him. And I'm glad he saw the signs and I'm glad he realized that it was time to walk away and that it didn't go on any longer. Mm -hmm. So we have to teach our children everything we possibly can and protect them every which way we can. So I'm telling you, get out if you're in that situation. And if you need help, reach out to me. So on that note, (laughs) we will bid you adieu. And we'll see you next time. So please stay safe. Wash those hands. Wear your mask. And keep your faith. And send in much love and light to you all. Blessed be. Bye, everybody. Bye. And if you would like to contact us, you may do so at our email, eclecticsoulpodcast at gmail.com. Our Instagram account is Eclectic Soul Podcast. Our Facebook is eclecticsoul.org. Our YouTube is Eclectic Soul. And our website is eclecticsoul.org. Jen? If you want to reach me. My personal website is musicandmystery.com. My SoundCloud is the SoundCloud page, the soundcloud.com slash jennifer-feltman. My Facebook is at musicandmystery and my Instagram is at musicandmystery. And if you would like to reach me personally, my Facebook is at just call me Jinjin. My Instagram is at call me Jinjin or look for goddess. And my Twitter is at Jin Sullivan. Thank you and have a blessed day. Blessed be.